What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 19 of the Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk all things pop culture and what we're into right now. I'm Alex. I'm AJ. And I'm Josh. Today, we're going to talk about all the latest and greatest in pop culture or what we think is pop culture news. I think uh, we'll start with something maybe a little outdated, but worth mentioning. How was your yeah, day? Haha, <laughs> I oh, love that. You guys thought yes. you guys thought I was going to jump right into the Oscars. Oh, uh, there, there it is. Day, I wanted to see. good. Went to a, uh, uh, what is it called? A Not a farmer's market, a flea market. Giant flea market today. That was kind of fun. Anything good? Uh, no. I mean, you know, when you were a kid, flea markets were really cool because you're like, oh, wow, look at all this stuff. And when you get to be an adult, I mean, it's just kind of like people's used stuff. Yeah, it's a, a lot of bit. junk. It's, it's like a lot of junk. you're looking for like that one good trading card, but it's like mm-hmm. a tops card from like 92 and you're like, this is worth three cents. I mean, one of the booths had just like, like soap and like, like toilet paper, but like mm-hmm. individually packaged. I'm what? Like, yeah, that's just somebody took a, a a packaging of toilet paper, separated the rolls, and repackaged them. It was How weird. much were they it selling it for? Uh, I, we didn't look, but I just thought that was kind of interesting to see. Like, I mean, th- I mean, if they're separating them, I have to feel. I have to, I have to guess that someone's trying to make make money. They're trying to profit off something yeah. as silly as you know what? Bars if they're gonna do that, like, I feel like I should just go to Costco and just like individually sell all the all the like, there was like a ziploc baggie yeah there was like a ziploc baggie of like uh the 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 tide pods it was just weird oh i was just like what where, <laughs> yeah. where was this was anyone buying them? Houston. Oh, Houston. i don't know i don't know i mean we didn't like it's a huge flea market so it's like it's called uh i think it's called traders traders market oh it's an enormous uh flea market down there so you have all kinds of things, right? So on, that's on one end of the spectrum, and on the other end of the spectrum, you had some some guy who sold like, like I don't know if he made them, but they're like swords and like katanas and stuff like that. Um, so like that's the spectrum of stuff you find there. But it was just interesting, yeah. That that is hilarious. That but is so that, that, weird. That is one way to spend your day. I know yeah, it really was. <laughs> hey, the food was good. I'm not gonna complain. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, good food. Nothing better than good food at a flea market yeah. for all you yeah, they, uh, all you people that are curious out there. My wife saw a TikTok and there was this, uh, we went there because there was, they sell this like giant, it's a, basically a giant vertical quesadilla. quesadilla. So it's like, they use like, it's like, it's the best way I can call it. They call it a machete. But it's like a giant vertical <laughs> quesadilla. That it, <laughs> okay. It was, speaking, good. it was good. Speaking okay. of that, that reminds me. Um, Kate, who is still on her uh, vow of silence, uh, last week we went to um, one of my favorite like burrito stands in LA. It's just like a little little stand. They're only open like a couple days a week, and the lines are always crazy long. And they just have it where they'll like they'll put meat and cactus if you want it in the burrito, and then everything else is like you scoop it in on your own. And we both scooped like this big bucket of onions. And about halfway through eating, like her face just like goes completely red. And I found out that she swallowed a ghost pepper, which. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And it was bad. Like, I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm just like, I'm like, I, I got water and stuff, but like, that's not really going to do anything. And I felt like I just kind of had to like sit there and like watch her like struggle with this. And then 
I'm like real careful all of a sudden because I'm like, you know, I need to double check. I didn't do that. Look through the whole thing and then uh, kept eating. And then right at the last bite, um, I didn't swallow mine, but then I bit into a ghost pepper. So like right after she had like calmed down, I like had to go through the exact same pain. I would not recommend ever, ever, ever eating a ghost pepper. It is the worst worst pain i think i've ever experienced it's not even fun it's not even no. it's not even like a fun thing to to eat like you don't taste anything yeah. exactly like i like spicy food a lot but i think that there's there's a certain threshold um and obviously that threshold is different for each person but there is a certain threshold in general where it's like okay this is literally to the point where this is this is just for the uh the meme of it it's not even for the taste yeah i think at that point it's just like those adrenaline junkie people who like to get the high. But yeah, it's uh, it's not worth people. it for me. No, not yeah. me. Like not I, I me. can handle medium spice, but yeah, I'm I'm not like that man. My, my brother, my youngest brother, dude, like Carlos, he, dude, yeah, yes, Mouth Josh's youngest brother is a fiend. Okay, a literal goblin. This guy will eat like ghost peppers like they're Cheetos. It's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it, it's it, it's wild. Not, I like the me. idea of a, a Cheeto shaped ghost pepper, or a ghost pepper shaped Cheeto. If it well, was up to Carlos, if it was up to Carlos, not only would he make that, but he'd market it himself. He would. That, that, that would be his. Yeah, that's in his element right there. That is disgusting. Carlos, yeah, if you're like, listening out there, I love you, but you're nuts, dude. You're maybe we'll bring nuts. him on one time. That'll be our first. Uh, we'll we'll put him on like a story or something, or maybe like our yeah. first video recording of the podcast. It's just him eating ghost peppers, Pretty and then uh, and then uh, and then reading the current events. Yeah, you know what? Like it's perfect. You're you're, you're onto something. Like if we yeah. did segments like eating spicy food, like hot ones, or or like drinking like alcohol I'm not or something. Idea. I will cry. I will. No, I, I will hear I a grown man sob over over your over your speakers. We could try it, but we don't build up like hot wigs. We just go straight into the heat, and uh, you just have to you just have to first read. One that, first one to tap out. I don't. Yeah, we could try it. I'm down. Yeah, so, <laughs> something to consider. Oh god, what if it like? What if no one gives up, and then it's just like a four hour recording, and like everyone's eyes are just like completely teared well, up that, that's why we do hot one style where there's like it's a gauntlet like you work your way through it see but the, the problem the my my friend and i we we bought you know you know how every season they have the selection of wings mm-hmm. so we we did it and the problem with the the hot ones challenge is that as you start to get to the spicier stuff that the spices compound each other you know what i mean so so, that, yeah. so that's the that's that's part of the problem it's not even just that you know, sauce number nine is hot. It's that sauces number seven and eight were also really hot too. So your tongue is like, your tongue is just getting assaulted. And I, I've heard like towards the end though, that like you, it just goes numb. You're like, yeah, your tongue goes numb. I gave up at like the 14th one. Cause I was like, this is just torture. My friend did it all and was like toilet ridden for a day. See, it doesn't I sound worth imagine. it to me. You know what? You know what? Surprising, no. it was worth it though for hot wings. Um, I just ate for the first time um, Wingstop. Had never had it, and I tried the <gasps> hottest wing. <gasps> I don't know why. I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, it was like it wasn't as hot as I thought it'd be, and it actually had flavor. Rick Ross, if you're ever listening to this, I love you, but Wingstop is is. Is a two pack of cheeks, man. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I yeah, like, nah, man. You've had good wings. We had good wings in Minneapolis, remember? No. Oh, wait. Which Ray J's? 
well, Ray J's is phenomenal, but then the other place we went to where it's like a million different sauces. Oh, with with Aaron? Yeah. That place Jeez. is trash. What? Oh! I thought that was I thought that was the worst. That oh! that place was so bad. It was too soupy. I don't like soupy sauces. Let's soupy get... wings? I don't, Aaron, I, I don't know if you're listening to our show ever, but uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have know. to table that one. We have this yeah, friend, Aaron, fight. and he showed us his favorite wing place, and uh, it was pretty much everyone's except mine. You know what? I would go back a second time. Um, I wish I remember the name of the place. Maybe the sauce you, you had, you just didn't like. Well, he had a spicy one, yeah, yeah but I also one. got, I got like five different ones. Oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't get the spicy one, one of our friends gave me a spicy one. True, true. Alex, I do you think Tabasco sauce is spicy? Um, I do think Tabasco <laughs> sauce is spicy. Okay. Yeah. So all the, right, all right. I don't think this place tasted good, though. This argument. This place was like, like, I got like a peanut butter Thai one, and it was so disgusting. It was like, so, okay, so here's the thing. Peanut butter. The, no, dude, the sauces were good. They did crazy combinations, but okay. they had some spicy stuff, and Alex got sure. a very spicy. I tried it, too. Very spicy wing. So oh, it's called like oh boy, wing oh D spot, yeah okay. D spot. If D-spot you're out there, in the area. area. I'm, yeah, I'm the a more, fan. The more we talk about Sponsor this, us. the more we may we may have to do something like this. That's, that's Sponsor us D spot. I'll wear your shirt or whatever. I'm down. I'm down to do a wings challenge because uh, clearly we're all very heated here. We Speaking are of heated. Uh, was there anything uh, that happened in the past week that was at all even remotely controversial or heated or? Maybe a distraction from anything else happening. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Can you guys think of funny, anything? Funny story. I had no idea about this until I think was it AJ? You texted the group chat. T- yeah, because my wife I had no idea. From the, my wife on Sunday, my wife screams from the other room. I'm just like, "You okay?" And she's like, "Did this was this real?" And then I rewind and to see, you know, during the Oscars that Will Smith just slapped the life out of uh, out of Chris Rock. It was it yeah. was pretty funny. Not gonna lie, it was, it was very. It, it was ridiculous because I was I was at a Oscars party and I of course I always have this habit like the second I like look away during anything something big happens I'm watching for like an hour and then I like take a bite of my food and all of a sudden everyone's just silent and I'm like what happened and then I look up and I just see Chris <laughs> Rock's reaction but I missed the actual <laughs> slap on TV <laughs> so I had to go back and like you know rewatch it later but. uh I felt like what was so wild with that is I just kind of forgot what happened during the Oscars for the entire like rest of it. Like I feel like everyone that had to come up on Everybody stage after did. just yeah. had no yeah. idea what to do. Just My wife brought up a good point times. that if you're the person that was receiving that award, you got to be pretty upset because that's that's pretty that sucks. Like I I don't even know who won. I know it was a Ford documentary, but I didn't even get to hear the name and. I think that's the story for the rest of the night that yeah. most people, you know, I, I don't, I forgot who won best picture. Yeah. I'll be honest. I had to look right before we started the podcast because like I had, I had remembered kind of the nominations, but I think everyone was just so busy looking at um, all the ridiculous, like Chris rock memes. I think yeah. I saw yeah. one, it was a photo of Will Smith and it said it, it was like the cover for hitch, but it like, they just added extra letters. So then it spelt out um, hit Chris rock. And I'm just like, jeez. Who? could think of this stuff so quickly and already have it online. Uh, but I had to look. Coda won Best Picture. Coda won Best Picture. And I, yeah. I have not, we have not, my wife and I have not gotten a chance to watch all of the Oscar movies yet. I uh, haven't seen them. You either. usually I'm do saying, that though, right? Every year you do I, watch them all? I, we usually try to watch them all. I, I think the problem was some of these, with COVID, some of these 
had a weird release schedule. So if we didn't want to go into the theater, so we would, we tried to wait for them to be available on some type of streaming, but some of them like came out at weird times. Aren't a lot so, of them available on like HBO Max or something right now? Like I feel like I think so. Now they now they are. Streaming. Now they are. Yeah. No. Exactly. Now they are. Yeah. Um. So we had only watched. I think the big ones we watched were Dune, which I'm a huge Dune fan. I love Dune. And, I knew nothing going into that. I have not seen it yet. Yeah. It's great, but I like I I think I've mentioned it before that if uh, you haven't read the book, I highly recommend just waiting for the second one to come out. Uh, similar to like Kill Bill or um, what's another movie that that is split, but technically is one one whole thought. I guess technically that Lord of the Rings, if you think about it. Um, but true, true. Like similar to those types of movies, Dune is better. Will be will be much more appreciated as a complete. Uh, package. So if you haven't watched Dune, highly recommend waiting until the second one comes out. But Dennis, uh, 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 I think I think you pronounce his last name Villanue. Um, he's a tremendous director. Uh, probably, I think, in my opinion, next to Christopher Nolan, probably like our best sci-fi director that's alive right now. Um, yeah, that's my so, Yeah, he, he's a really, really good uh, director. Uh, Coda, I'm interested in watching. You know, I, I think the story is cute as I, <laughs> no i would i would love to i would love to watch it but that's also just because i want to watch every film but uh yeah i yeah. even remember because i knew nothing about the film and then like i saw like the whole group on stage and i was like what's happening right now because you know i'm still like half kind of like googling uh chris rock related things and then half yeah. trying to figure like still pay attention that's to this the movie. yeah I feel like they should have took like a like a thirty minute break and just been like, let's regroup and uh, <laughs> figure right. out. Yeah, yeah I mean, so thing. so fundamentally, you bring up a really good point. An issue with the Oscars in general is that it's just an archaic format. It's like it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to. I think it's like three hours long, and it's a lot of categories being uh, uh, spat at you. A lot of for a lot of movies that people probably haven't watched. You know, um, or even heard of, or even heard of. I, I, one of the most offensive things that I saw during the show was not the slapping, but actually a new category that they introduced called What's fan the category? favorite, fan favorite, fan, fan favorite movie. So what, is that? what put, does that mean? It's it's so uh, in 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 us and in, in bandwagon talk. It's all the crappy movies that the Academy doesn't want to give a real award for but they want you the audience to know that they know these movies exist so things like spider-man army of the dead um i try to try to think of some of the other ones but like wait there was another army of the dead movie yeah yeah um it came out on netflix the one that the one that came out on netflix the i can't remember who directed at this point um but it was the one with um uh dave batista that one Wait, Batista's in it? This went way yeah. over over my yeah. head. I, the, the, is I feel like I have Vegas to watch one? this. What'd you say? The Vegas one? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I yeah seen the one it. that came on Netflix. Yeah. So, Wait, hold up. So Batista's Batista's acting now? Or maybe he has been acting? And I well, just he know. has been, yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah. been acting. Yeah, he's been acting for, for a while. Good for um, him. Good for him. Uh, but the, this category, I just felt like it was very... It's just a discarded category to me. I, I thought it was really crazy. I'm like, this is, you know, th- people have have long said that it's it's really bizarre that the Oscars nominates all these movies that, for the most part, 
the large majority of people don't watch, which is a very valid point that like, you know, a lot of these movies like Coda, I look, I, it's a, it's great that it wins best, best picture. And I think it's cool that it, it gets this space to be recognized for, you know, what it's, what it's done and what the director did. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like if 14 people watch the movie, is this really best pick? Like who's determining yeah, best picture? I, I was at the, uh, the party I was at was about 20 people. And I think only one person knew what the movie was where I remember like a yeah. parasite was being nominated. Like everyone had already been talking about the film. Which yeah. I don't think, again, like, that doesn't, like, devalue this movie. It's just, it's interesting when, like, a movie that seems to have kind of went under the radar to everyone like, I just, ends I just up being think the nomination. I think the Oscars works is probably, oh, Army of the Dead, by the way, one fan favorite, hilariously. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, this is a Zack Snyder film, right? Thank you. That's why I couldn't remember. Yes, it's okay. a Zack Snyder film. Oh, wait, I heard I, okay, I do remember seeing, that. I remember seeing info, but there was just, like. And it's not an so Oscar, movies. by the way. It's not an Oscar. It's just an award they gave. It's, yeah, it, it's. I, like a participation trophy. <laughs> yeah, it's a blue it's like ribbon. A partici- yes, exactly. It's, it's like Second a participation place. trophy. I think the Oscars, again, I like watching the Oscars. I think it's cool to give actors and actresses and directors and directing teams. I think it's cool to give these people recognition. I just don't know if the Oscars really fits that mold anymore for, for that. I mean, I, we don't care. That's the that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, like had it not been for Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, I don't know how many people would have paid attention to last night's Oscars. I think they 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 were probably for last on week's trajectory. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I think they were probably on trajectory for their third lowest rated or the lowest rated. You know what I'm saying? Like like they're they're, they're they've been on this trajectory yeah. for the past two or three years of just low ratings. And I just think it's like you're awarding movies that people haven't watched. And then I know I just wish, I wish they would have promoted. Um, I wish they would have promoted like these movies like Coda a little better beforehand. Yeah. Like even it, like, we don't have to know that it's the winner, but like, like the list of the nominations, like just do a little better job of like, um, like showing that they exist. Yeah. You, That's you been, know, like, my biggest issue. Something that the Oscars can really borrow from and why I think the format needs to change is you guys you guys are aware of the video game awards in December, right? Video yeah, game G4. awards. Yeah, uh G4 yeah, E3. Used to, no, no, not E3, the video game awards. Okay. Uh spawned from G4. Uh Jeff can't remember his last name. He's the one that organizes all of it. Anyways, I think it's just like this this really cool space to give video games that haven't come that are coming out for the following year. It's like a very unique space to give those attention. And at the same time, giving awards to movies that are currently in, like that, that have already been released over the past year, I think maybe the Oscars should try to borrow from something like that. Instead of being this like this giant circle jerk of like famous people uh, patting each other on the back, like why don't you why don't you for movies like Coda coming out in the following year, why don't you give them some platform to either a trailer or something like that to give them this 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 space to kind of show what the movie's about without uh, A, revealing too much of the movie, but B, getting people to go into the theater when it comes out to watch it. Yeah, you know no, I, I agree. You know, who I, you know, you know what ironically um, I think did the best for promotion recently um, <laughs> for their event, which is something that I don't think a lot of people watch that aren't already like a part of this culture, but like WrestleMania this year was like phenomenal for marketing. Like That's they awesome. did, they did so good with like, 
getting someone like me who hasn't watched wrestling in like 15 plus years to like be interested in it. And I'm just like, but they did, they did, they did one trailer with stone cold Steve Austin. That's it. And they marketed it like crazy, but I'm just like, like what you're saying, but they know know their audience, but they know their audience, you know what I'm saying? And they know the Oscars know their audience. I think that's exactly, that's, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. I agree with you. I I don't think they know their audience. It's, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. But and I like with, with with WrestleMania, uh, with WrestleMania, it, I mean, we all know like it's very, it's like choreographed and like it's like stunt people basically. No, it's real, hundred percent, hundred percent real. <laughs> yeah. But that's always bothered me it's about about the Oscars and, and those shows. Like, there's no category for stunt performers, and a lot of like these big box office blockbuster movies would be impossible with stunt people. And like those people, they put in hard work and they get no recognition most of the time so and they're still yeah. extremely dangerous a lot of it, them yeah. still yeah. die or like get severely injured um, yeah that's kind of what i mean when i say yeah that's kind of what i mean when i say that like they just need to they, they really need to get to the lab and figure out how to how to rework this like start with the categories because the categories are I, you know it's it's really silly to me that you have one category for animated pictures for example right and I, without looking up, I can almost guarantee Disney holds the most without even looking at without even going to Google right now. I can let's we could pretty much assume that Google that uh, that Disney holds the most. And it's just like very, I guess you can say like like inauthentic way for Disney to say like, oh, we are one of the most acclaimed studios. You know it's what the mean? same. Like you know the, the Grammys does the same thing. It's always the top three labels, um, Universal, Sony and Warner. The Grammys is even worse. Always- they're always it's, they're the only ones that ever usually get nominations. There's like yeah. occasionally a couple that sneak in that are from an independent label, but uh, we're going to talk stuff. about the Grammys a little bit later, right? We will. But like, okay. what I'm trying to get at is everyone should just model after WrestleMania. I think we should have Stone Cold be the host for the Oscars every year and the that Grammys. That would be awesome. That no would one be would really slap cool. Stone Cold. No one would go that up would on stage and slap that would be That would be awesome. If, if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Like, can you imagine someone going up and slapping him? He would like take out two beers and he would smash See, them over his head. If they want to get people to watch the Oscars, then Stone Cold should be yeah. the host of the Oscars. Nobody, nobody's going to try to take the mic from him and say... No, no, no. no. Yeah, no one. Yeah, was better. Okay, no, did no. either of you watch WrestleMania, or am I the only one that uh, I just saw clips? I, I just saw clips on Instagram. No, I I saw I saw Stone Cold entrance. Uh, yes. uh, did you see him on the four wheeler, <laughs> like rolling no. out? No, so no, no, he like came out with his entrance, but then at one point he like went back, and then he came <laughs> out on a four wheeler and drove the four wheeler like around the ring, like doing a little <laughs> show. It was so theatrical and so representing the state of Texas. I felt like it just, it was so funny to me. And was, awesome. was this a pay-per-view event? Um, I believe so, but okay. my friend had it on um, Peacock. For some reason, Peacock is hosting stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's just because no one uses Peacock, so they're trying they're to get people desperate. to like sign up. Um, Who's going to sign up for the P? I know. I, I, I would have just for this. Uh, this was his, this was Stone Cold's like first match in 19 years, which is why I think this was like such what? a big event. Yeah. He's been retired for 19 years. He's 57 years old. And what? I didn't know who Wait, Kevin Owens is. What are you saying to me right now? That makes sense. That's right. Are you serious? Yeah. 
it's been oh wow i didn't think it was that long it's been a long time like our childhood so uh, they they banked hard on nostalgia for this then bringing him out that's smart nostalgia is so hot these days and like uh i i feel like I don't know what they're, they're supposed to do another event tonight. And I don't even know how they top that outside of maybe like the rock coming out. But I like, I feel like Stone Cold was probably like, Hey, I, I will do this one event, but you need to pay me like $3 million to show up, you know, some r- ridiculous number. Um, but it's just like, I felt like it was just, it was fun and cheesy and it was just like a good time. And I just wish that's how the Oscars felt. I think that's, yeah, that's my I point. Just, everyone that's gets really bored, good it. you know? Yeah. And like, also, I, I, I get WrestleMania has like the ridiculousness of it, you know, because they're just like, oh, we've got all these wrestlers, and now we're just gonna throw in Logan Paul for like some Logan reason. Paul, yeah, Logan Paul <laughs> like, showing up. Not? I'm like, okay, what's that? Tell me, tell me about this. This, this yeah. actually, you know what? This sounds so fitting considering what kind of person he is. It does. Yeah, it does. He, yeah. He debuted like, and I love that he wasn't even. He was like the second person to fight. Um, he wasn't like anywhere near the end, but like the costumes were great. Uh, which I feel like is what why I watch WrestleMania specifically for the fashion. Come on, like yeah, he he rolled out in a uh, Ric Flair esque meets Pokemon um, coat and had a had like a five point two million dollar Pokemon card uh, strapped Wait, to is, his neck. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's his it's his super rare Pokemon card that like started just, his whole just strapped to his neck. Yeah, yeah, it's like on a lanyard, like on a case in a lanyard. This, and, this uh, is why aliens won't talk to us. But, but you know why it's <laughs> genius though? Because he increased the value of the card. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it makes sense. It's like so ah, now it's I, probably I, worth I, like eight million or something. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's so, say you what know, you want it, about that guy, but he he definitely knows how to. He market. knows. He 100%. knows. I, I think he should just join wrestling in some in some degree, just the same yeah. way. Uh, um, so many other actors have. I, I think. I think he'd fit. I think he'd fit the uh, the culture, the wrestling, the well, wrestling because it's culture, just ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't want anything serious with wrestling. Like seeing right. Stone Cold just like yelling about Texas and smashing beer and like sponsoring his beer can and then like fighting uh, Kyle Owens and what do they call it a no holds barred match, which basically just means you can do whatever you want. Like that's hilarious to me. That's cool. It is. And yeah. like, I think we should have like Logan Paul, like just show up unannounced to stuff. And like, I don't know, like just try to, I mean, like, he'd be a good villain. Yeah. Probably but like, he'd be more annoying yeah. than he already is. Like, yeah, he'd be, a, he'd be a really good, uh, wrestling villain. So what do you think his name should be said. if he was the villain? Oh boy. The Maverick. And does he need yeah, a change? It's, it's already built in the Maverick. Yeah. Josh, did you yeah. ask if his name needed to be changed? Yeah, does it? I, I think it's no, no. I mean, he calls not. himself he calls himself the Maverick. So he that's a oh, gosh. again he he could play the villain pretty well. Wait, he gave himself his own nickname. It's a, it's like the name of his uh like his his company. It's Maverick. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he already has his wrestler name. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's great. Actually, I hate to admit it, but that's kind of a cool wrestling name. Hey, uh, that Logan already isn't taken. Logan, I want my royalties, homie. If you try to use that, I mean, Logan, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of claim I can make to that, but you know. Um, I mean, yeah. What else we got? I think you should go for it. Eh. We, got, we got we got the Grammys. Another the Grammys fun. Tonight? Uh, yeah, tonight. 
It's uh oh, oh yeah, the Grammys were were uh tonight, so that was pretty crazy how that one oh yeah award. I'm gonna get Billy Eilish is probably gonna win. I mean, she anything new coming out? I'm so glad know. I'm so glad you brought that up because I personally kind of think Billie Eilish is a little overrated. That's my personal opinion. Um I'm so she's tired talented, her. but but she is overrated. Like I'm not gonna take away from her talent. Like she is she is a good musician and her brother is like a phenomenal producer, but yeah, there are other musicians out there besides her right. and Olivia Rodrigo, which I'm sure we'll also right. hear about. Um, right. That, that is true. And if you don't know who she is, uh, every 10 year old in the world does. So it does not matter. Yeah. She, she blew up too. That's another artist. Yeah. I wasn't even, I didn't even know who that was until my brother brought that up and I'm just like, I don't know who these people are. I'm getting I old. just think, Outside of that, though, that's like you're usually just going to see like the same twenty artists at the Grammys, and I just, right. I I wish they would improve that a little bit, and I would say they probably will, but I'm going to guess they're not. Like I don't even know who's hosting tonight. No idea. No idea. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I think that kind of really serves the point that AJ mentioned earlier, and like I, I felt this way for a few years too. Like this stuff is outdated. It's just these like rich you know, successful people patting themselves on the mm-hmm. back and then patting their friends on the back type of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally kinda, agree. It, it kind of leans into what we were talking about, uh, I think two weeks ago when, um, you know, Whitney Cummings was venting about her place in Hollywood and the other comedian, I can't remember Tim's last name, but the other comedian that was on her show was basically telling her that, you know, Hollywood is old now and the new Hollywood is the internet. You know, young kids want to be TikTokers more than than they, than they want to be actors, and th- you know that's one of the reasons why no one's watching these these. Thi- why why watch the Grammys if um, pop and rap artists aren't even recognized on there? So yeah, you know, rock's why, not why even watch- aired on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's why? Only I mean, they they have so many categories, and most of the time, not to diminish any of these other people but i I just never heard of some of these people before you know right well and i did look though at least they got like they they seem to have gotten a little newer of a host this year like it is trevor noah which oh i I did know that for some reason that's i'm i'm sure he'll make it a little more interesting like i guess he has i guess he has a younger demographic for his audience right i don't really know it's it's honestly i I, I would imagine younger is an interesting way to look at it I, I mean, I like him. I don't know how I, he's more of our age in terms of demographic. But and this goes back to any industry that wants to like thrive needs to appeal to a yeah. younger audience. And these award shows don't do that. The reason mm-hmm. rock isn't even aired is because the same bands are going to win in the rock and metal category. It's right. Gonna be like and Metallica or new... Pink Floyd or whatever. Oh, it's yeah. Like, like exactly. why? Like. Because they'll nope. get like a live, it'll be like uh, like Metallica could release a live recording of an album, right? And it'll count, and then that'll win Metal Album of the Year or something. Yeah, and like exactly. I, I, re- I respect what they've done for the industry, but that's why you don't get, the rock doesn't get aired because people don't care because you're not appealing to a younger audience. There, there's this. Have you guys heard of punk rock NBA? Uh, no. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. So he's on YouTube and Twitch. He does a lot of commentary on the rock and metal scene. And he always talks about that, how like rock and metal, like it's a dying genre because it's boring. Like people just want to listen to the same thing that they listened to like 30 years ago. Yeah. And then he'll, but at the same time, like then there's really cool stuff like 
like Ed Sheeran and um, Bring Me the Horizon did a track together. Stuff like that where people cross genres, they, they try something new. It just doesn't get noticed as much. Right. I mean, th- but, think about when Tyler, the creator, um, made his last album and was 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 his not his uh, category was hip hop. And then after the award show, he's like, I didn't make a hip hop album. Yeah, it was so like an R and B record. Yeah, basically. he's like, he's like, why did they? <laughs> he's like, they I don't, don't understand, know. but yeah. And then, I- but it's not even like mainstream stuff where we have this problem. Even nerd culture has this issue. Are you guys familiar with the DC round robin voting? No, mm, no, and I don't think so. So I wasn't either because I got more into comics within the past year. And <laughs> DC did this thing last year, and they're doing it again this year, where it's like a March Madness type of bracket. And for the first week, they have all the titles, and they'll give you a little tagline, like a little couple sentence synopsis. And then you vote, like people vote. And at the end of this tournament, the story that wins is going to become a published DC title. Oh, the story. Oh, so is it all like mainstream writers or is it just kind of anyone like is there- so in the first round, they don't tell you who's going to be the writer or anything. They just tell you like the character and what the synopsis is going to be. Okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Last year, the story that won was a story called Robins and it came out this year. I read the first issue. It was okay. And the general consensus is it wasn't that great. Whereas if you looked at some of the other stories that were in the tournament, they sounded way more interesting. And it was very much like a popularity contest of, oh, Batman and Robin, I'm going to vote for Robin. And so, so people were oh, going off of names. Uh, f- familiar, yeah. Familiarity. So my, my question yeah. is, why why don't they Words just release... Why, don't, why do they even waste their time? Why don't they just release all of the... I don't know, top eight or something or top because then they couldn't 16. print 10 different Batman titles. But, but I guess, I guess it's just strange that they wouldn't be, they wouldn't say, instead of saying there's one winner, they could say here are eight or here are four that people liked. And then once they're published, people can say, which one was the best, that kind of thing. Which would be nice. I, I, I'm on the same boat yeah. with Josh where they just, um, I love Batman, but there's way too much Batman happening at the moment. And I, I yeah. think that's just like, that's just their biggest seller. So they're going to push that out, whether it's good or not. <laughs> Sad. But that, w- that would make perfect sense for them to publish more than one. Yeah. And m- my idea was publish all of them in the order that they win. Cause th- there are a that's, lot of great stories. That's a really good, that's a really good point too. But I, I just kind of feel like instead of giving people a synopsis and then saying, pick one that sounds the most interesting. Did they do 64? No, no. How many? Um, I want to say 16, but I could totally be wrong about that. So, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Warner brothers, DC couldn't find 32 to, to 48 writers and artists to make 16 comics. Well, here's the other thing. They couldn't, they couldn't do that, that they was just out of the budget. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. We, yeah, we, they don't got that big of a budget, that, you know. That, that, they, it was just out of the budget, I guess, right? Like <laughs> they can't afford that. They, they can't like, stop like all thirty thousand different... dollars. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, all right. If they if they do that, then they can't print their ten Batman titles at one time. They and also, like the the new HBO headquarters in Culver City, which is where I live, 
it's really big and really nice and it takes up like two blocks of property. So like they got to yeah. put a lot of money into that, you know, like they got to have that nice front row office with whatever big Batman uh, robot butler. I don't know. You know, they got, they got to do all well, that. Alfred stuff. bot. Alfred yeah. Bot. Alfred bot. Those but things I, cost I just, money. I just think it's really crazy that, that, that was the, that was what the, the, the consensus was like, you could have made 16 comics and then each round, like, okay, are, are we crazy? They could have made 16 comics, done a, uh, 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 you know, NCAA-style tournament to those 16, and then the eight that won, they could have made, they could have furthered those stories, and they could have kept, I mean, that's that writes itself. You can literally sell yeah. <laughs> an exponential amount of, of what? What a is happening? Of, no, a lot of people hated it last year, apparently, and so they're like, why would you do this again? Because that here's the so thing, wild. the the Robins thing, it wasn't even a full okay. series. It was like a limited, I think like six to eight issue series. So well, it's not even a full that, thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like say Robins, say the Robins storyline was one, one of the winners, right? And then it got into the, you know, final eight. Then they get its second run. And then it gets to the, the, the final four. Then it gets to its third, the third issue. And then if it wins, then it gets the fourth and final issue. So like oh, the winner has okay. a limited series. Like that's very interesting too. Yeah. Like that's what you should just pitch it. Pitch it to DC. You should. And then ask nah, for a cut. They're, not, they're not worth my time. They're but here, here's the time. other thing. That's fire. With, with that idea and the original <laughs> tournament. Yeah. I, I wonder like, are there creative teams who pitch these and they're waiting to see if they'll get picked up based on a fan vote? That's, that's a really good point. Like, that's a really that's good point. Case, uh, yeah. That's, that's horrible. We talked about this when we did C2E2, and I, I mentioned it another time. A lot of comic creators are work for hire. So okay. like like if you if you story gets picked up, you have work. If not, then like you, you gotta pay the rent somehow, man. Yeah, don't ever and do so, work for yeah, hire. I, and so, so like I I guess what's I can happen? understand I guess I can understand from the perspective of I, I, I don't know. I To me, in, in my head, that whether or not they sell well, you can package all those as like uh, as, as, a, as its own kind of run, if that may say sense, if we did it the way I just mentioned and call it like round robin 20, 2021, that kind of thing um, or, what, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like you can package all of those. So like even for collectors, there's a reason for them to collect them. You know what I'm saying? Like the, there's money to be made there. I, I guess it's not as obvious. There must be it's, there it's, must be a better process, I guess. I mean, I keep joking about it, but like it is the Batman thing. Like, yeah, Black Canary was one of the titles that was in the tournament. Pretty sure she got knocked out already. She hasn't had a solo series in forever, and she is was Black the backup Canary, character. Is Black uh, Canary the one Arrow, that has Black the... Canary? Yeah, okay. she like screams. Okay. So yeah, I don't know much with her. So like, I would I would find it interesting. To I would see I would find it interesting as well. She's instead a of another really Robin cool run character. <laughs> She's a cool. Well, actually, okay. I will say the current Robin series is great, but she's an awesome character. Hasn't had a solo in forever, and she, the last time was uh, Deathstroke Inc. She was like the backup character. So it's like you know what though. I'm sure there's on. strategies now too with like if they want to incorporate her in a TV show or a movie. Like I feel like executives are now like well, we she's... need to like strategize on releasing stuff like once a um, once a film drops. You know, so it's like I think I think there's a lot of that going well, on. They, and they the do that. Yeah, she's in, they're, she's they're in uh, Young Justice. Oh, is she? 
Yeah, she's in Young Justice, but okay. the way that, the way they do Young Justice is a little weird. And I, as a as someone who isn't like a diehard DC fan, I often feel left out because Young Justice cycles the, the ever growing amount of heroes. Um, I, I feel like they're kind of using it to try to give newer heroes kind of like more space to grow their characters. So that's like the advantage, I guess you could say to something like that. But then the downside is there seems to be a lot of like in between, like they're like in this latest season, there was a point where they go to the league of shadows and I guess the league of shadows retired. And I'm like, when did this happen? When did they, when did they go into retirement? I'm like, yeah. what? They're good guys now. What is happening? I was so lost. I was like, they're retired. I didn't even know you could <laughs> retire from this. Oh my God. That's there's there's a lot to keep up with it. Seriously, world. seriously. But all, all that to say, it, like, if you guys like didn't hear about this tournament, but he, like, even with that fact, you know it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, not that it's a bad idea. There's just a lot of issues with it. Like DC is a big company. They have a lot of smart marketing people, but I, I just I I think it's a questionable choice. Hire Josh. Do. Josh will Josh will pitch you all the new ideas. There you go. <laughs> Hire all of us. Bandwagon could be consultants, guys. Yeah, true, true. true. We'll be, uh, yeah, yeah, the band. uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to like combine those two words together. The band consultants. The way the the wagon shop. The the wagon shop. There you go. That sounds awful. And we're like uh, we're like one of like the GTA like uh, um, gun stores. You know where they're like like every corner. But you just walk in. Every corner. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You can buy our (laughs) jerry can while we get. Consulted. Oh my gosh! Please don't bring a jerry can into into here. Please we don't. uh we do not promote violence on this podcast, except just, just in uh, our video games. Just in our video games, you know, specifically if you uh you know play anything like uh like Doom Classic to be specific. Doom Classic, like old ever, school Doom. Yeah, did either of you grow up playing old school Doom? Dude, no never, way was I allowed I to never, play that. Yeah, well, I wasn't either. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to play it. My my dad saw it and he was like, "What is this?" And yeah, that was it. Well, I, did you ever like play it at like your uh, your older cousin's house or anything? Like that's how I, I watched them play it. I watched yeah, it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that was about ninety percent of me growing up was watching that. Watching them play like, it. Wolfenstein, you know, like the original one. Um, but you know, like it's classic. Uh, tunnel 2d shooter like very uh it just looks cheesy now it's a gaming staple though yeah but it's a gaming staple it like kind of changed the path for like uh shooting games and horror shooting games. games and yeah. uh for some reason it's now been redone with ray tracing and it looks awesome it it's does. weird because it's it like looks really good i haven't really looked at much ray tracing especially with like games that look so know, do you like, know what ray tracing is i i don't really know the science behind it i just know that it doesn't it make lighting and stuff look more realistic? Yeah. So uh, in in most like gaming engines, and like I can't believe I'm even explaining this. So I hope we're not turning we're not turning off too many people about this. But this will affect everyone, whether you have. It a might PC turn or on a console. couple people. I mean, yeah. So like essentially, it's a when you play a regular game. Let's use Grand Theft Auto as a really good example. Um, Grand Theft Auto has a day and night cycle, right? So the when in the actual engine that the game is built in any lighting that is done has to use what's called a lighting source. Like literally like you have to, it's not enough just to add the sun mm-hmm. into your game. And then all of a sudden there's light. Like you, you have to tell 
each individual object refract the light from this car, from this sidewalk, from this water. Like it, it, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and, and that's kind of what makes graphics look more lifelike. Ray tracing does this really, really cool thing where it, it kind of does it without you needing to code for each individual object. You basically just put your light source, so AKA the sun, and then the way ray tracing works is that it says, whatever the sun is touching, refract the light from. It's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, no, it, it, it's, it's just like mirror-ish it's effects. Cool. It's, it's awesome, yeah. Uh, and you're going to see it a lot, whether you're on PlayStation 5, uh, Series, uh, Series X, or PC. It's just we haven't had enough game developers dedicate the time to... Well, I was surprised how good it looked with like old school 2D games. I kind of, in my mind, thought yeah. it was going to be like like the new Gran Turismo, like those types of games where they're trying to make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah. Um, but seeing it with like an old 2D crawler, I was like, this looks surprisingly pretty nice. Like it didn't, it didn't really take away from the game itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just made it look, yeah. it, it, it helped it, uh, it, help, it helps you if you're trying to play it for the first time. It just helps you not be turned off by the by the horrible blocky graphics <laughs> which, which uh which i kind of miss in a way especially like old school tomb raider uh yeah yeah maybe it'll yeah maybe it'll pick up new fans for old games and i think uh it's it's one of the it's one of the new additions to video games that actually seems to be like a cool move um, yes i don't yes. know i just feel like there's always like new graphic announcements every year. And I'm just like, I can't tell the difference between this and a game that came out in 2013. And like, this was like one of the first big that's leaps fair. I've seen. Yeah, that's fair. It's a, it is a big deal. It, it, it does require, like, it did require a tremendous, I guess, like research and development to get it to even to work. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a couple of years until we see that just be like, we take it for granted so much. Right. But it's, it is going to take a couple of years for us to see it in all of our games hopefully in a new skate whenever that comes out skate oh man i cannot wait i cannot wait that would look so cool i I will buy a ps5 just for skate 4 like i just want to throw that out there like and that's the only i'll probably lose my job because that's the only thing i'll ever do for the rest of my life but uh i get (laughs) i think i'm okay with that just skate yeah i'm ready for for skate yeah i'm ready for skate speaking of video games did you guys watch halo I, I I wanted to watched. get to it. I haven't yet. <laughs> I watched like the first twenty minutes. I heard I it's bad though. Me like too. I heard it's me too. Okay, I heard it's really bad. My friend, shout out to Russ if you're listening. My friend is telling me just to just to keep watching, just to keep pushing on. But I gotta be honest with you guys, I'm so disinterested. I'm so disinterested in the How Halo. Also, I got twenty minutes into the show, like oh, roughly, okay. like <laughs> the the scene, twenty minutes uh, in. Like the, the scene where Master Chief is fighting the um the was it a, was it a brute? Yeah, he's fighting a brute, and it was just very. I mean, I, the CGI was really just jarring the, to me. Yeah, it was okay. It, Wasn't it the was, budget really big? Maybe maybe they spent a budget on licensing that's, and not on the CGI. That, but that's itself, the that's probably. the part about that. Okay, Alex brought my favorite point that I don't understand how this show costs almost half a billion dollars, and yet that's the CGI you come up with. That's crazy. And I'm ninety nine percent sure there's going to be someone on the internet at some point who will splice together better CGI than what they came up with because well, think, it looks so bad. 
I think we're spoiled with um I don't I don't remember the exact process it's called, but for like how like uh, the Mandalorian and Book of Boba are made. Like Disney right, has this yeah. like it's like this kind of a this new advanced green screen where you can do everything in these giant rooms and rooms. everything looks very yeah. realistic. And oh, no, it's I, not, they're not even green screens. They're like literal projector. Like they project the a background. It's, it's like a it's giant crazy, projector. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like really that cool. looks so good that like if a if a studio isn't doing that now, it looks so obvious that it's... It looks no, so you're, obvious. You're, right. you, you're yeah. hitting it on the head, Alex, because like that's exactly what I'm comparing it to. And it's like, I'm pretty sure the Mandalorian and Book of Boba combined have a fraction of the budget Paramount gave uh, whoever... The directing team for the the Halo show. Um, combine that with just, you know, they're doing this whole timeline thing, and person, I, I, I gotta be honest with you guys, it's just not interesting. It's just, it's not interesting. Like, you know, what, it though, makes no sense. One, I'm sorry. One episode though, like, I, I feel like I'll feel like I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt because I haven't seen it yet. I feel like two episodes is enough to judge. Like, it's your intro, it's your pilot. Sometimes pilots are a little flaky, but this is also yeah. Halo we're talking about. And wasn't this supposed to come out in like 2007 initially with the Del Toro There's, or something? There was supposed to be a movie, man. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to be a movie. Oh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, Peter Jackson. Yeah. It was like, Peter Jackson. Yeah, it so long. Del, yeah. Del Toro and was attached to it at one point, too. Del Toro was attached to it as well for costumes. Which would have probably um, been, which amazing. been amazing. Exactly. Phenomenal, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it's, it's, so like one of the things about because I think I've talked about this on the show before that, you know, every decade or so, every decade or two, I should say, there is a new medium that gets pimped out, right? So I think I brought this up before that uh, before, you know, you had like toy IPs back in the 90s. Uh, Everyone was trying to find some way to make an IP off a toy. And then in the 2000s, you have uh, uh, comic books. And now we see like the manifestation of that. And the the next type of IP to get pimped out are video games. I mean, we're already seeing it with the Sonic movie, uh, Mario movies coming out this week, Uncharted. I didn't even bother uh, to watch Uncharted. The Last of Us. Like, I love that um, game, but I don't need it. The, the Halo series. And 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 the problem that you're going to keep having is that, like, when you have directors openly say, well, we didn't use the video game for the source material, I have to say, stop. Yep. You, you have to, who are you making this for then? If you didn't, okay, great. There's books and you're trying to like tie in the book. You, we, we don't do that here because it, let's say, let's, let's give a round. Let's give a, let's, let's just throw out numbers. <laughs> let's say 50 million people over the past 22 years have played Halo. And let's say a million people have read the books. Way more Again, people I, play the games. Exactly. So who are you making this show for? Because it's not for the people who play the video games. I, I think like, it's to or, draw or the in. books. I think unfortunately- I, I kind of I don't agree with it, but I think I see the strategy they're going for. They already know Halo fans are going to watch it, so they're like, "We want a new audience of people who, for some yes. reason, have not heard of Halo." Which, if you're out there, I would love to meet you and like do an interview. <laughs> like, I just if you haven't played it, I guess what, what is your life like it? that you've <laughs> yeah, never played Halo? <laughs> yeah, like not one round of Halo, not one round of Slayer. Like, it's just like a. Do, do you live like one of those Bushman type people? Like you live like out in the yeah, cave? Like, I, I mean, it's a good point, Alex. I mean, it, 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 my friend says, you know, he, he feels like it's really close to the source material and, and to Paramount's defense, I, I'm waiting after the first 20 minutes, I just decided that I'm going to wait for all eight or eight or nine. I'm going to wait for the, the entirety of the season to watch it because the show will not, it will, it will not keep my interest 
week to week. I just already can see this. Like, it's not going to keep my interest for going week to week. I'm going to check out and I'm never going to come back to it. So I'm just going to wait till it's all out on the table. Put your cards all on the table and then we'll see what we got. And we'll, and, and I'm hoping that that will be our first spotlight where we can just actively poop on something because yeah, uh, I think generally we, we've done spotlights of things we like and we haven't done any spotlights of things we hate. And I would, I would love to rip into this because I have okay. many. How about how about we all rip into it and then the last twenty minutes, it's just a live stream of us all playing Slayer. This that's what, just, yeah, playing that's play, what we yeah. Do. Halo One, like, no remaster edition. Like we all have to like, uh, we'll figure out how to do like our LAN connection. Uh, it's going to be great. And la- last thought on this, uh, you know, I, it, it's so reminiscent of. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the like idea that you, if you're making a sequel or you're using something from like like a, another source material, never actively reference the 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 source material if it's quantifiably better than what mm-hmm. you're presenting, right? I think the most the most uh, recent thing I can think of is like the the last Matrix movie that came out, literally showing us scenes of the first Matrix movie. Like don't. Don't show us the better product in your in your crappier product. That's don't already do that. a mistake. Don't don't do that because now I have a I have a reference. Yeah, um, I don't I don't want to watch this anymore. It's also so, a lazy way to add in to just add in content to like to the film because yeah. it already exists. Exactly. So I feel like this is what the, that's what this Halo is doing. Yeah. It's, you're you're actively referencing and showing us things from the better source material. That's a mistake. I'm telling you right now that this season better end in something like like categorically incredible that no halo fan has ever Which seen before. It won't. It won't. It won't. Probably not, yeah. Oh, this is, but you okay. know, you know I, what show I've actually been s- surprised on and it's the opposite approach where I actually am excited to watch it every, uh, every week or whenever, whenever each episode comes out is moon Knight. This, oh, no. okay. We'll don't spoil yeah. it. Don't spoil it. I, I won't, I won't, I won't okay. spoil okay. anything. Josh, you've seen uh-huh. it, right? I have, and and, okay. and I, I have a, a couple of theories that I'll probably share in some shorts. So yeah, okay. definitely, definitely people. do that. Josh and I, um, for people that don't know, we're we're both actively reading like the newest um, uh, run of Moon Knight, and I don't I don't want to spoil anything because like yeah, and AJ hasn't seen it, but like this was this was fun. I felt like it was a little more graphic and dark than your the newer run of like Disney shows. And it does still have like the typical Disney cheese. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, like you can tell, right, it, you right. can tell it's a TV show and like that kind of bothers me, but the acting is great. Uh, the storyline so far seems pretty interesting. The music's really cool. Um, I think they have a lot of potential to like make this like their big, uh, like stranger things type dark universe show. We'll see. I'm curious. I have a question. I have a yeah. question for you guys. Does this tie into the comic book run at all? Not yet. So far, I don't. It, Not yet? Okay. Yeah, Josh, because I was, I don't think it, it, I feel like this has got to be a complete standalone thing because the way this started, I was like, this is not even remotely similar to the comic. Well, the other thing is the, the, the current Jed McKay and Capuccio run, it's like pretty far out into Moon Knight's career, for lack of a better word. Yeah, this right. is like, so he's this like, is super like established story. at that point. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. So like it could happen, but not where we are in the story for this season, right? Yeah, this is definitely yeah. origin story, Moon Knight. <laughs> okay. like, I, I think I think to their defense, it's just like because I didn't even know who he was until like three months ago. And I just, I feel like there's a lot of people like me that have never even heard of his this character's name. So I was yeah. just like, I don't think they can really risk it where you have like Spider Man or Batman and you can just kind of 
yeah. jump in and be like, Batman, year two, but we're not going to tell you who he is or what he does. Like, you should already know that. Like, <laughs> I would love that, there. actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool to introduce, a, to introduce a comic book character in like a movie or something, but we're like 20 years into their career and... That'd be kind of cool. That could happen. Like, you, you Batman's got a cane. <laughs> like, why does Batman have a cane? First scene, Batman's funeral. Like, wow, where, what happened? We never, we never talk about it. We just don't worry about running. it. Yeah, but, uh, no, like, yeah, the, the show does have a lot of potential. Um, spoiler alert for our listeners: we are going to do a spotlight on it. So it'll be really, really interesting to see like what our perspectives are on it because like we yeah. are, are coming from different places in our yeah. Moon Knight knowledge. One yeah. thing I will say that's pretty something people should know is that there was a run where Moon Knight fought and defeated all the Avengers by himself. Yeah, Moon Knight is scary AF. Is he a good guy? Yeah, mostly. Parts of so, him. Are uh, he's he's very complicated, <laughs> and I think that's why he's such a cool character. Okay. So yeah, he's kind of an anti. I I don't even know if I want to say he's an anti-hero. I think he just has so many. Uh, psychological issues that just like parts of him are good and parts of him are just chaotic and um, yeah i'm i'm I, a big I, fan i'm a big fan of of uh james mcavoy and split so i feel yeah, like yeah. that's something that that's something here that could be like which i, I feel like is i feel like it's going to be similar i think i think they're yeah. gonna i feel like they introduce that kind of stuff pretty good and We'll see though. Like uh, you, you know how we were with Book of Boba. Like first three episodes, I think we we're watching. It. You know, like they could. Yeah. This could turn around. Like it's not how you know. start, guys. That's how you finish. I know. Like we haven't seen the Moped Gang show up with Moon Knight. Yeah, yet. the Power Rangers, and we we haven't seen Moon Knight ride a Rancor. So actually, we'll I'm here for it. Like Danny Trejo uh, is like one of his uh, one of Danny his assistants. Trejo, the ultimate crossover. Oh my god! But even better, like to make more money. Like he's like, all right, I'll be in this, but like I have to be able to sell my tacos for my brand. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what What else is out this? What else is out right um, now? So I haven't I haven't seen this yet, but I wanted to give a shout out because like I'm really excited to check it out, and I've heard pretty good things. Our flag means death. Uh, it came out recently on HBO Max. It's another Taika Waititi show. I was gonna say, how this man like sleeps, I don't know. Smells <laughs> like a Taika, baby. Yeah, he, this man he's is it. He's, the he's hardest looking man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's acting in this one. Um, it just looks really funny to me. Um, I, I don't remember the last time I watched any like pirate related stuff that was just like a comedy. Yeah. Um, and I've I, I've I been. This I hate out. pirates. I hate pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just gonna throw it out there. So, well, I've heard I've heard this is a this I've heard this show is pretty unique. Um, I think I think it's interesting enough that like we should maybe we should all watch like an episode and give like our opinion on it. Like next one. If if Taika made it, I'm there. I yeah. love Taika and the guy's hilarious. Fair. Yeah. If it wasn't if 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 Taika's in it, I, I know he injected his humor in it somehow. So I'll give. Oh, it a yeah. I, I feel like even if he's not like the main writer, like if he's on it, like his humor is going to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm not excited for, though? And I had to mention What's it. Up? What's up? <laughs> for some reason, Disney Plus just announced Tim Allen uh, returning for the Santa Claus series. And I'm just like, why? Why do we need more of the Santa Claus? Nobody asked for this, yeah. No, so, not a single I'm person. Not even Tim I'm, Allen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come I'm gonna come at this from a different perspective. We've kind of come full circle. Because in the first uh, Santa Claus movie, if you remember, he had to turn into the, the, the bearded Santa Claus, right? But now Tim Allen's old enough where he's it's just him. 
just he doesn't have right, to right. be transformed into Santa Claus. I, I I hate to say this. I I kind of like the idea. I kind of okay. like the idea. I, I know I know this. I know that's a shocking thing, but I feel like we've never had a comedy Santa Claus show before. So I don't really think it's. I, I don't thinking. think it's. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really think it's outside the realm to be unique. It's as crazy as that sounds. Like no one's ever done that. Um, so I think it could work. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poo poo it yet. You know what? Yeah. When it comes out, let's let's all gather around, yeah. drink some uh, spiked eggnog, and uh, do a spotlight on it or something. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna poo poo it. Yet. I think. It, <laughs> I don't I know think... if I could do a whole spotlight on it, but I'm I'm willing to discuss it. Maybe we'll do a Christmas <laughs> episode, and we will we'll talk about it then. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, uh, find us on our socials. Follow us, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Give us some ratings. Tell us if you liked it. Tell us if you hated it. You know, we're here for all of it. Um, tell your friends, tell your enemies. We'll be doing a giveaway pretty soon, so be <laughs> on the lookout for that. Oh, and... yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yes, um, we are doing a giveaway this month. Uh, we will be setting up a link on our socials for that giveaway, guys. Uh, so just I have a couple of little things that. that I can throw in too that I just got from a comic shop recently. Spoiler yes. alert: it's Saga. So yeah, but like we, Saga, we, we will be doing a giveaway. We'll we'll give out more details. Uh, so make sure if you're listening to this episode to uh, look out on our socials this week for that information. Uh, a little care package for the first winner, and um, you know. Enjoy it. We're happy to do it. And that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bandwagon is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Melgosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by yours truly. Our theme song is Lush Waves by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.